Hello, everyone. Welcome to Doula Dang Thing. Today, we're going to talk about your baby registry, what you need, what you don't need, and what's just for fun. Doula Dang Thing podcast is not meant for medical advice. If you have a medical condition, please contact your care provider. Hi, it's your birth coach, Ashley. I'm here with my sister, Natasha. And today, hi. today we're mm-hmm. going to talk about building your, your baby registry. Because there's a lot of questions surrounding that, like, how do you know what you even need if you've never had a baby before? And we're going to go through a lot of helpful things and maybe save you some money because there's a lot of stuff that you really don't need. And like, also registries have discounts. So also like, how can you put stuff on there to get a discount later? (laughs) Oh, like, what do you mean? So like, you know, how like wedding registries will do it too, where like anything that's on your registry that you didn't get, you can purchase later for like, you'll get like five to 15% off. Yeah. So maybe just throw some extra stuff on, but it is confusing. There are a million lists and they're all like somehow sponsored by either a company or (laughs) a bunch of affiliate links. So it's kind of hard to know who to trust. And then when you talk to people, everyone else has different opinions too. So yeah, I'm on the bandwagon of you don't need much at all. Like all the extra products and all that stuff. Some of it's nice to have and helpful, but most of it, you use it for one month and then you just like have it cluttering your house and it drives me nuts. And I mean, we're not trying to take away the fun because it's fun buying baby stuff. Like it's so cute and small and exciting. And I'm not trying to take the fun out of it, but like, let's think realistically about how much space you have, how much stuff do you really want? Like, cause it, when you're in the moment and you need the things that you need to take care of your baby, are you like going through a drawer and like taking 15 minutes to find that one thing that you actually do need with all your stuff or like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just making it convenient, making it practical, making it easier. Nice. That's a good point. Like the more stuff you have, the more stuff you have to sift through to find it too. Yeah. It's just harder to use the things that are helpful. (laughs) So (laughs) we'll do nice to haves and then fun to haves and dangerous. Don't get these. They're a trick. Oh, good one. Okay. All right. We'll go through a lot of that stuff. Obviously, like we can't go through every dangerous product on the market because there's actually a lot of them. Most companies don't have to test anything with babies and they can just sell whatever they want. So it it is important to look at the company that you're buying it from, especially with like sleeping products or um, different things like that, that are... Uh, can be really, really dangerous for babies. It's important to look at the company you're buying from. Do they test their products? Are their tests legitimate? Are the, the, is the research legitimate? And I know that's difficult and it sucks that we have to do that as consumers, but, uh, for, for the sleeping stuff, especially you really should, because they can be really, really dangerous. Mm -hmm. And not every baby product, actually most baby products don't have a set of standards. So it's not like, oh, they're selling this at this big box retailer. So I know it's safe. Like there's really no standards in place from like a marketing and product development perspective for a lot of these products. So kind of knowing where it's coming from is important. Yeah. That's so unfair too. I wish they did have standards. Hopefully one day we'll see. Yep. 
Okay, so let's start off with what you need. What do you need if you're having a baby? Honestly, babies don't need a lot of stuff. A lot of us focus a lot on what we need to buy, but a newborn doesn't need a ton of things. You can buy a toy. You don't need to. Um, when they get older, you'll want toys for them or, or different things they can play with. But babies can play with anything and think it's really cool. Like they don't need, there's no one toy that's going to make your baby a genius or like improve their life in some way. Like they are just interested in being curious and, and seeing different things. So showing them a lot of different things is more important than this one special toy that they have. So buying toys is fine. You don't have to. Um, you're going to need a safe place for baby to sleep. That can mean different things for different people. And we're not going to get into safe sleep in this uh, episode, but we definitely will talk about it at some point on the podcast here. So a safe place for your baby to sleep. You're going to need lots and lots of diapers. Babies go through six to eight diapers a day at least. Um, you're going to need clothes for them, but not too many clothes. Like, you know, they, they will, they might spit up, they might have poop and pee accidents and things like that. So you're going to want extra clothing, but they also grow really fast, especially when they're newborns. So don't buy like a, an entire wardrobe, wardrobe of newborn clothing, because they're likely only going to be that size for, I don't know, maybe a month. They grow super fast in the, in the first few months of life. They grow super fast forever. My kids are still growing super fast, but um, just keep that in mind. Don't go overboard unless you want to, unless you think that's super fun, but you don't need a lot of clothes for a newborn. Uh, swaddlers. Swaddlers are nice to have. They're safer than to sleep in than a blanket, um, like sleep sacks and swaddle sacks and things like that, that actually you know, attached with Velcro or, or zippers and things like that. Um, those are safer than swaddling your baby with a loose blanket. Let's talk about blankets. You don't need a lot of blankets. You don't really need any blankets. Honestly. I was just going to say, what would you use a blanket for? Because you're not supposed to have them for sleeping. What yeah, would it they're be? Not, they're not safe to sleep with a blanket. So, I mean... You can lay a blanket on the floor if you want to like put them on the floor, but not on the floor, but I'm sure you have blankets already. It doesn't have to be a baby blanket if you don't want. Um, when they're, when you're holding them or they're awake, you can kind of wrap them in a blanket, but I mean, they're not really necessary to buy like a ton of baby blankets. When I was pregnant, I bought so many baby blankets. Cause I'm like, Oh, my baby's going to need all these <laughs> blankets. I mean, I, I I don't know. I might maybe use one or two. Like it was, I overdid it on the blankets. But anyway, <laughs> a burp cloth is really nice to have because they do spit up. That is uh, something that can happen. And so that's nice to have. What else? Obviously wipes, but you don't even need to buy wipes. You can just use wet paper towels or a wet cloth if you want to, you know, go eco-friendly. Um, just make sure you're washing them on and sanitizing them daily. Bottle feeding, if you're planning on that. Um, let's talk a sec about bottles. We've talked about it before here on the podcast, but the bottles that look like boobs, like boob-shaped, are actually not the best for your baby's mouth. It's not the way their mouths 
usually make a breast look in like when the breast goes in their mouth, that's not what um, the nipple looks like anymore. The nipple turns long and thin. So a longer and more thin nipple and bottle shape is more beneficial for their mouth function and kind of shaping their jaw. So don't get those big, wide, you know, wide-based bottles. Those are not really what happens to the breasts when you're feeding them. And I, I understand you might not be breastfeeding, but that shape is easiest for them. It's best for, you know, developing their, their uh, jaw and all that stuff. So you're going to want a, a bottle that's that shape. There's lots of bottles that claim that they are the best. Your baby's not going to have any gas on this bottle. Like this is the one, but really all babies are different. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of like back and forth about whether all those vents and all that stuff are really necessary. So I don't know, try, try a bottle, see if it works. If it doesn't work, your baby hates it. You can try another one. So don't buy too many bottles at once, maybe buy one or two that you think you're, you want to try. And if baby likes it, then you can get more after that if, if it benefits them. So instead of registering for like three of the best bottle on the market that you researched, just put like one of a bunch of different ones and then you That's can kind option. of keep one that likes. Yeah. Or you can register for three and then only open one at a time. See if your baby likes it. And if they like it, open the other three. If not, return them and get something else. And do what, how long does each flow on the bottle last? So like they'll be on a newborn nipple. Does that, do you just buy the nipple and then other bottles? Like, and then you, like you have the bottle and then you just change out the nipple or do you get a whole new system when they kind of upgrade to the next feeding Great cycle? Question. So here's the deal with nipples and feeding. Bottle fed babies tend to have a lot of overfeeding happening. We all love a chunky baby. They're adorable. It does make them put on a lot of weight. That's not the main problem. The main problem is it hurts their tummies because it's it's more beneficial for newborns especially to have smaller meals more frequently because they're still learning how to digest. So when they get a big massive feeding in their bellies real fast, it gives them gas, makes them colicky, makes them angry and, and in pain. And we don't want that for baby. Um, it also makes them more susceptible to lactose intolerance. So lactose intolerance is very rare in babies. Um, it's usually lactose overload. So when they get a big old feeding at one time, it, um, it's just too much lactose for them to process at one time. And so that's why we see so many babies with difficulty feeding and, um, you know, spitting up and gassy and just uncomfortable. And they're like, oh, they're allergic to milk. Well, a milk allergy is very rare because lactose is in breast milk as well. So if a baby is having trouble processing any sort of lactose, that's a, that's like a rare issue because that's what babies need to survive. So what we recommend instead of getting like a, a big flowed nipple Getting a newborn or even a preemie nipple, that's especially great if you're breastfeeding and then uh, wanting to supplement with bottles. But even if you're just bottle feeding, having a smaller nipple with a slower flow is going to be more beneficial for baby. Um, it's going to be easier on their tummies and it's going to be better for them to digest the milk or formula you're giving them. 
And that's called paste feeding because they can control how much milk comes into their mouth. It, it's beneficial for them to develop a sense of fullness because you think about it, when you're just pouring milk down their throat, they don't know when they're full. They're just like, blah, 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 just drinking all the milk. <laughs> so we want to make sure that they know when they're full and they stop eating so that way they don't get uncomfortable because it's the same with adults. When we eat too much food, when we don't stop when we're full, we get indigestion, we're uncomfortable. It just doesn't feel good. Is that why they say a lot of times formula babies spit up more and just from this overfeeding? Yeah, that's very common. Okay. You know, it's like when you, you feed your baby lying down or like in a reclined position and the bottle is literally just pouring in their mouth. That's, I mean, they, their mind is not fast enough to tell them like, no, I'm full. It's just like they get full before they can tell themselves that they're full, if that makes sense. Yeah, like my partner. <laughs> Bird. Uh, so funny. Okay, so bottles. We didn't talk about a safe place to sleep. Is that a bassinet or a crib or both? Yeah, that just depends on what your choice is. Either okay. one. The bassinet... Um, it's not going to last super long because baby is going to be rolling and it's going to be unsafe because the sides are not very high. So once they start getting up or rolling around, you know, those, the bassinet is not as safe anymore. So then you're going to have to move them into a, a crib or, you know, it's complicated to say right now because it's not a safe sleep episode. But I mean, a lot of people want to co-sleep and that's like a whole other thing that we need to talk about. So mm-hmm. I can't be too specific in what kind of sleep arrangement you need in this episode, uh, but we'll definitely talk about safe sleep at some point. Okay, cool. Any other essentials? We have diapers, bottles, and a place to sleep and burp cloths. Yeah, and some clothes. I feel like, do you even need to put clothes on there? Everyone's just going to get you the cutest thing they saw because it's so small and adorable. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, put some clothes on there to make sure that you have some. If you're the type that wants to like dress your baby up to the nines every day, like then go for it. Put a bunch of clothes on there, but it's not mm-hmm. an essential. That's more of like in the fun to have category. Okay. And now let's talk about hard oh, goods. One more like thing. Sorry. Goods. One more thing make sure that the clothes you're registering for are appropriate for the season in which your baby will be born. So if you're going to be have a baby in winter, make sure you have warm clothes for them. If you're going to have a baby in summer, make sure you're not registering for winter coats for a newborn size because then that's going to be a waste. And do babies typically, like, are the sizes, I just know, like, we were so big and chunky that, like, we... <laughs> Our mom was always like, you never wore newborn clothes. Like, <laughs> is a typical baby going to hit those sizes on those months? I mean, every baby's different, so it's tough to say. That's why I say only have like a few newborn things and then have, and then register for clothes that are bigger sizes too. So that way, if one day your baby, you go to put their pants on and their butt's hanging out, you're like, oh, it's time to move up the next size. Make sure you have a size ready so that way you have clothing when they're when they grow out of their other clothes and it's all ready to go. All right, let's talk about hard goods like your car seat, a stroller. Yeah. Car seat, 
definitely need a car seat. I've always used a convertible car seat just because I don't want to have to keep buying them. Um, but there are so many car seats on the market. They have to be a newborn size when they're newborn. Like there's certain sizes that you have to use for different weights of your baby. So pay attention to how much your baby weighs, how much the car seat can handle. And you got to keep track of how your baby's growing and making sure the car seat is the right fit for their size. Okay. And is there, so like the only thing that I think about with a convertible is like, it lasts so long and babies are so gross in the car. Do they get so disgusting? Like yes. how washable are they? <laughs> they get gross. They are washable. They're a pain in the butt to wash. Cause you have to like take the whole thing apart essentially. Um, maybe there's one on the market that's better now. I don't know, but like you have to take out the straps, you have to take off the cover, you have to wash it. Like they wash up pretty nicely, but it's still a pain in the butt. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about strollers. Strollers. Like, I don't know. Are they necessary? I don't know. Depends on your lifestyle. If you're planning on going for walks and and doing all kinds of things like that, then definitely get a stroller. If you're not that type and you just like don't leave your house that much or like, you know what I mean? Like, then you probably don't need one. You can get away with a baby carrier if you're only going out for quick trips or, or things like that. I do recommend a baby carrier for everyone because even when you're at home, a baby carrier can be really, really helpful. Because sometimes baby wants to be held and you're like, I have stuff to do. I can't just sit here and hold you. Then you have your hands free and you can walk around the house however you need. Yeah. And there's a lot of benefits to baby wearing outside of it. So many benefits. That's like a whole other episode. Okay. So there is this one product. Okay. So I'm not affiliated with this product. I've just seen it before. And it looks really cool. So it's called Strolly, S-T-R-O-L-Y-Y, I think is how you spell it. And it's not a stroller. It's like a holder for your car seat, but it's like so convenient. It's so small. It rolls all around. It looks really cool. Um, So that might be an option if you don't want to get like a big, huge stroller and you don't feel the need for that. That's another option. That's easy. Nice. Also, another brand that I can't, I don't even know, but I've seen it. It's those car seats with the wheels on it, and it like turns into a stroller. Ooh, it's amazing. I've never seen. There's that. some cool stuff out there. Okay. Any other essentials? A baby monitor is nice to have. Depending on your house size, it may or may not be necessary. If you have a small house, then you might not need one because you hear your baby cry. But if you have a bigger house, then I I recommend getting a a monitor. Okay. How do you feel about like those breathing monitors and stuff? I think if it brings you comfort, go ahead. There are no studies or evidence that they actually do anything. Like they don't kind of decrease the risk of SIDS or anything like that. They haven't done studies on that. So I can't speak to that, but if it makes you feel good, you can afford it and it's benefiting your life in some way, then just go for it. Cool. And then is there any like, yeah, like that kind of gets me thinking about the technology. Is there any nice to have technology like 
or is there usually just like an app for diaper tracking and feeding tracking and like little things like that? Oh yeah. There's apps for all that stuff for sure. But you don't even need an app for that either. You can just write it down. So it's like, you can go as simple or as complicated as you want to go. It's just up to you. Babies are really simple. They sleep, eat, poop, and they want your attention. That's pretty much it. They need to be warm, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But the technology is pretty cool. It might be nice to, you know, have a camera to be able to see what your baby's doing. Like, that's kind of nice, especially if you're feeling anxious about being separated from them or, um, you know, like the outlet stuff that monitors all their uh, vitals and stuff like that. If that makes you feel safer, then that's fine. I mean, when my baby was little, my first baby, she was a preemie. So I was really nervous about um, her breathing and her being okay when I was away from her. And they didn't have like all the cool stuff they have now, but they did have a motion sensor thing where you put like this motion sensor under the under the crib and it's supposed to under the mattress I mean and it's supposed to um make sure that they're still breathing and stuff like that and that just gave me comfort it just made me feel like she was okay I will say there was a lot of times where there was a false alarm which was terrifying (laughs) and then when they kept happening it was like oh it's just a false alarm so it kind of like defeated the purpose I guess but um but it did make me feel better. So, you know, just got to see how you're feeling about it. They're not necessary, but it can be, it can feel better. Yeah. Honestly, I only want an alarm with my baby because all the great content that I get from other moms, like (laughs) once they get older and they send like hilarious stuff of like how they're sleeping or so cute. (laughs) It's so cute. Yeah, or like I when they're up and just doing them. their thing. There. I love it. That's like my favorite. And they Me start too. talking in there like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> so cute. So cute. What are the nice to haves? Nice to have is a changing pad and a diaper pail. Because then you're not having to like go put your diapers outside. You don't really want them in like your house trash. I mean, you can do that if you're fine with it, but it, they do smell pretty bad. And there's there's a lot of diapers in a day. So having a diaper pail is nice because it kind of cuts down on the smell. But even the diaper pails can get really stinky too. So gross. Yeah. Lots of poo. Lots of pee. Poo city. It's nice to have um, your own separate like hamper and storage for baby's things. I mean, you could clear out a drawer in, in your dresser, you know, if you wanted to, or if you're, because in the beginning, it's safest to share a room with your baby. So you could do that. A little drawer in your room or a little space for their stuff in your room, but it is nice for them to have their own space, their own stuff, keep it all separate and organized. What about stuff for bath? For bath, um, you're going to want a really mild cleanser, but like, You might feel like this is weird, but you don't even need to use a cleanser. Like we've kind of been conditioned to use soap all the time, but soap is really drying on their skin. And that's why they need so much lotion because we're stripping all of their natural oils with soap. So you can use a natural soap, a really gentle soap, one that doesn't strip oils off the skin as much. Unscented is best because it irritates their little baby skin. 
You can use a washcloth, but you might already have washcloths. You don't have to buy a special baby one. Um, You don't have to buy a special baby towel. You don't even have to buy a baby bath. You can wash them in the sink or in your tub at home, you know. So that's just a preference. If you want a cute little baby tub, then get one. What about nursery furniture? Is that a faux pas to register for? No. I mean, I think it depends on who is coming or who is is looking at your registry. Like if you know that they are not able to afford that, then like that's kind of like rude. <laughs> I think. Like I only have furniture and designer baby items. Yeah, like you gotta kind of you know, be fair to your audience, but, um, I don't think so. I don't know. Okay. I've seen it before. Oh, another thing for like cribs and stuff. How many like sheets do you recommend having? Like how many sets of things do people need? I recommend having three sheets because if baby gets sick, because the crib sheets, they're going to use for a long time. They're in their, their crib beds for a couple years, sometimes more. So you're going to use those for a while. I recommend at least two or three because in the middle of the night, if they made a mess on their sheet, you have another one as a backup ready to go. You don't have to like have them sleep in their, you know, bare mattress <laughs> because, you know, you're, you didn't do the laundry fast enough, but So I think at least like three, I would say. Okay. Same thing with like swaddlers, if you're using those or sleep sacks, things like that. Have, you know, a few of those on hand ready to go. Cool. And then are there any like non-newborn things that you recommend people registering for that would just be beneficial to have for baby in a couple months? Yeah. Like feeding stuff, um, like bowls and spoons. Um, a high chair, things like that would be really helpful. Any any toys that you want for them. Um, it's nice to have a safe place to put them down. That's a really good thing to have. So whether that means a special chair or um, a swing or like whatever you decide to use, that's really cool to have because you're going to have to put them down. And when they start moving around, you're going to have to have a safe place. Also a playpen is really nice, especially if you plan on traveling a lot or having them stay at um, somebody else's house, like a babysitter or um, some sort of grandparent or caregiver or whatever. Uh, It's nice to have a playpen to bring with you so that way they have a safe place to sleep no matter where they are. Okay. Also get playpen sheets because same thing, they're going to make a mess. (laughs) Babies are disgusting. (laughs) Pretty much. But they're cute enough to make it worth it. But a lot of times, like the playpen bases aren't washable as easily. So, or they're not as waterproof as like a crib mattress. So definitely get a a sheet and a protector for that. Okay. I mean, when it, when it all comes down to it, I guess from now I'm hearing like what I'm saying, you don't need a lot, but if you want a lot, go for it. (laughs) Like the main, Mm -hmm. main takeaway. Oh, what about like a car seat cover or like things like that? Like what accessories are there that are you would put in the like important but not necessary? Um, a car seat cover, it depends on your lifestyle. If you're going to be outside a lot with a newborn, I would get a car seat cover just so the wind is not hitting them or the sun is not hitting them. 
But if you're, if you're just planning on driving around, you don't need a car seat cover, you know? So it just depends on what you, what you like doing, what you plan on doing. Okay. I feel like I would like those mirrors that, so you can see babies. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. The, the car mirrors, so you can see their face. Those are really nice to have. I love those. Oh, there's so many products. I know. Ooh, one thing about accessories for car seats specifically, when before you register for a car seat item, check with the car seat that you chose that it doesn't void the warranty. There's a lot of products and they don't need to say that they would void a warranty, but like if you put a car seat mat down, that could potentially void your warranty for your car seat. So just kind of make sure you're checking the fine print. Great tip. Yeah, those head head supports for the car seats. I think those void warranties a lot of times too. Mm-hmm. Also, they're not really great. Like I wouldn't register for a head support. Baby's head needs to be able to move around and all that stuff. Okay. And the car seat would come with an insert if it needs one, right? For newborn. One. Yeah. Okay. If it needs one, it will come with one. Other than that, you don't need to add anything extra. Okay. But like a lot of those um, head supports, they create like a flat head. Because they can't move. Because they can't move their head around. And so they're just like staying in one position and it's just like flathead. What are that? Is the only negative thing about flathead that your head is flat or is there like implications otherwise? No, it does. There are other implications. Um, that's why sometimes you see babies with like a helmet and like stuff like that because it does uh, mess with like brain development and stuff like that if it's bad. Okay. Okay. So I think we touched on all the things that you should have. Are there anything to avoid? Yes. Start listing up. Like, I can't <laughs> even like name them all. One that comes to mind right away is there's a lot of um, buzz around weighted sleep sacks. Everyone's like, oh, weighted blankets are so great. Let's do one for babies. Well, babies do not breathe the same way. They don't have the same functions as adults or, or even older children do. And so weighted sleep sacks are thought to be pretty dangerous. And there's such a fine line between too heavy and not heavy when they're only, you know, eight or nine pounds. That's That can just like a few ounces can make the difference between them being able to breathe and not breathe. So mm-hmm. I don't recommend putting anything heavy on your baby to make them sleep longer. Another thing, you don't want them to sleep longer. That puts them at a higher risk of SIDS. They wake up often for a reason. That is normal. That is healthy. That is good for their development and the safest way for them to sleep. Okay. No weighted blankets. No way. Oh, what about those um, things that go around, those plastic rings that go around their necks so they could be in the pool? (laughs) I was just thinking about that, Natasha. I don't know what they are, but they look like, how did this land on the market? No, don't do it. (laughs) Because they might be fine if you're like watching them like a hawk and making sure they don't slip out of it. But like, I feel like it gives you a, a sense of false security. So that way you can like, oh, I got to go get a towel and you walk away and they slip into the tub. Like, I just, it freaks me out. I can't with those. Yeah. I just don't think it's a good idea. Let's talk about a lot of products that are just not used correctly. I see a lot of times a docatot in a bassinet. 
Don't do it. Dogatots are not for sleeping babies. They are not safe for sleep. Anything that comes anywhere near a baby's face is not safe for sleep. I know it feels like you want them to be comfy and cozy and like, you know, it seems like it would be a good idea, but there are a lot of babies that suffocate from using those things improperly. Just don't do it. They don't need cushy, pillowy stuff in their beds. They'll sleep okay without it. They'll be safer. And I know like, you know, you have this idea that you want them to be comfy, but it's so dangerous. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the rules, I mean, and this is a different episode, but around safe sleeper, just to kind of have them teetering on being awake, like getting them just comfortable enough (laughs) to sleep, but not going into too deep of a sleep. Yeah. Babies, it's not, it's safer for them not to go in a too deep of sleep for too long. That's why they wake up a lot. Like I already said, but just to stress the point a little more. <laughs> okay. So other things are used products. So how can like some products, like the safety's worn out or like have getting a used car seat or anything like that. Do you know anything about how people can check if a car seat or something that they inherit is okay to use? Good call. Okay. So car seats expire after, I think it's like five years. So if you have somebody who's had this car seat for a long time and they're like, oh, I have an extra car seat here. You can have it. If it's over five years, it's time to toss it. Um, They're only considered guaranteed and safe until five years. There are also like model numbers you can search online. There are recall websites that you can Google search, um, checking to make sure that those things are not recalled. Um, I know that I got a car seat that was recalled from someone and it was like so sweet and it was a great gift and I was excited to have it. And I was like, oh, this is going to save me so much money. Well, it turns out it wasn't safe. Always look up the, the model numbers or the serial numbers on your products online to make sure they haven't been recalled and to make sure that they are still considered safe to use. Cool. And then another one I just thought of that, I mean, bumpers are pretty much off the market. I think there's only one brand that they're allowing to be sold. But if you get like, I feel like things that we were raised with, like your mom might quilt you a bumper or like something like that. Like no bumpers. No bumpers. Just don't do it. You can put, if if your grandma or your mom makes you a bumper, you can find somewhere else to put it in their room to make it look cute and like be a part of their decor still. Do not put it in their crib. It's just not worth it. Okay. And always use products as intended. Yeah. Look at the look at the warnings. Look at the instructions. A lot of companies put videos on the proper use of their products on their websites or on YouTube. Look at what it is meant to be used for and use it for that. Um, particularly with sleep. A, a tip about pacifiers. If you're planning on using a pacifier, Make sure that the pacifier is not broken while your baby is using it because that can be a choking hazard. So um, if you want to use pacifiers, get a couple. Your baby might not even like them, but if they do, get a couple and make sure that you're always checking before you put it in their mouth to make sure it's safe. Is there any way, like, I know a lot of people will put a baby to sleep with a pacifier. Is there any way, like, if they spit it out and it, like, gets... 
at a weird angle, like it could be a choking hazard or no, as long as it's in its full form. As long as it's in its full form, they can't get it in their mouth. They're too big. Okay. And pacifiers help reduce the risk of SIDS for sleeping. Great. Why would someone not want to use a pacifier? I don't know. It's a personal preference or maybe they're worried that you know, pacifiers can be a crutch for a baby. So then they'll be like four years old with the pacifier. <laughs> you know, they have to like take the pacifier away. It's so funny. But but they're they're good. They're safe. You know, it's fine. It's just a choice. Let's talk about the snoo. Okay. This puppy is so expensive. You only can use it for so little time. Does it work? You can, you I don't can know. rent them because they're so expensive. Yeah, you can rent them. You can find them used. But like, it's a lot. I don't think most sleep specialists recommend the snoo because... There are a lot of crutches that your baby's going to rely on to fall asleep, and you're going to have to wean them off of, of all of them because they can't stay in there. They have to learn how to fall asleep on their own. It kind of takes away the chance for them to learn to sleep by themselves because they're constantly being rocked. You know, whenever they start moving, it senses their movement and it starts rocking them again. Like they never get a chance to just like figure it out for themselves. Mm-hmm. And you can be in a bassinet for what, about five months, six months? It depends on what your baby's doing. Like once they start rolling over, you really don't want them in a bassinet anymore. Are there any other hot items that you're like, oh, okay, wait, one thing, like, I don't think anything's wrong with this product, but there is this brand that has been showing up on my feed (laughs) and it shows like a crib mattress and it's like, breathe into it. Look, like you can breathe into the mattress. I just want to point out that your breathing is so much stronger than a baby's breathing. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you can breathe into something. Yeah, that doesn't mean your baby sure. can't. Like all these marketing ploys. I know. They're Rise so- above ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. There's so many marketing ploys. And I mean, I get it. They're running a business. They want to sell their product. Um, and I'm sure that their purposes for creating those products were really great. And they wanted to help people. Uh, But there's a lot of things that you think might help, but are actually to a detriment. Mm -hmm. Oh, one thing that I just thought of is the haka. The haka is uh, a little silicone thing that collects your breast milk. And the idea is really great because you put it on the breast that's not feeding and it collects your letdown milk. And you're like, okay, well, that's an easy way for me to collect milk. but you have to still use the haka with a lot of caution. And I recommend only using it if you're being followed by an IBCLC or breastfeeding counselor or lactation consultant of some kind, because it can, it can cause um, a decrease in supply. It can, it can cause a lot of issues with clogged ducts, a lot of different things. So only use that if you truly have an oversupply, otherwise it can deplete your supply. So you got to be because when when the baby goes on the other side, when you're when you switch sides during feeding, um, they go to start eating, and there's not really that much milk there for them because you already got the the vases let down from um, the haka. That's all gone, right? So now the baby's having to like work hard to get the milk out, and they're kind of like, "Well, I don't feel like doing this. I already was eating on the other side. I'm tired." <laughs> 
<laughs> so then they stop feeding, which tells your breast to stop making milk. But then your baby's hungry really soon after that because they didn't really get a full feeding. So then you have to put them back on the breast. Like, it's just like, it causes more problems than it's worth unless you need it. Because if you do need it, it can be a really helpful tool. But I mean, it's not for everybody. I'll just say that. Is the Haka that breast pump that that's like wearable? The Haka, it's just like a silicone little bulb, it looks like, that attaches to your breast. Okay. When it first came out, they weren't able to call it a pump, but I think now they, they are allowed to call it a breast pump. Can that be like an easy, like in your bag travel thing to like, the pump? just, yeah. It can, but I think that there are better manual pumps than the Haka. Okay. I think it works best in collection, but. Okay. Maybe we should do a whole podcast on pumps because that's something we, we didn't put on our registry. We should. Oh my gosh. Being a mom is a lot of work. Way to go, everybody out there. Yeah. Let's talk about pumps for the registry. If you want to register for a pump, you can. Talk to your insurance first because some insurances do cover breast pumps. So talk to your insurance, see if they'll cover a breast pump. You can also rent hospital-grade pumps from the hospital. So before you put a pump on there, um, look into those two options. If you're not planning on solely pumping, then a hand pump or just like a, you know any cheap pump will be fine. If you're planning on only pumping, your best bet is really a hospital grade. If you can't get a hospital grade, then invest in a really nice pump because um, all pumps pretty much work the same, but it's more about longevity and durability. So think about that when you go to register. And the one you would get from the hospital, you would like kind of lease it. And then when you're done, mm-hmm. give it back. Yeah. Okay. That's nice too. Cause then you just have one less thing to worry about getting rid of. Yeah. I mean, if your insurance won't cover it, you still have to pay to lease it, but mm-hmm. those are, those are really expensive pumps. So, okay. What other cool products should we be talking about? Also, oh, this new, I want to say one more thing about this. New. <laughs> <laughs> this we new. get it. You don't like it. <laughs> I mean, if you love it, great. I'm glad it worked for you. But like, there's just a lot of things that I don't know. I just don't love. Cause like if your baby is like fussy or crying or upset and then the thing just like rocks it back to sleep, like that's not a substitute for you checking on it or comforting it. You know what I mean? Like it's not the same. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I get why parents love it. It's like they're exhausted and need a little break and this will help give one, but I get where you're coming from too. I mean, I get both sides, but yeah. Okay, cool. In the long run, uh, it might be better not to have it. I don't know. But okay. I've also seen families that had one and like just thought it was great and they didn't have any problems. So who knows? Yeah. Is it like what about registering for like maternity clothes? Do you think people like are sending gifts too late? Yeah, I think that's too late. I think you gotta buy your own maternity clothes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, Greg and I never got married, so we never got a wedding registry. Is it a faux pas to put like, yes, stuff for around the house? (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> I've been noticing a lot if of. Wanted a wedding registry. You should have just had like a pretend <laughs> wedding registry. I know we should have got married during COVID, so we could have just done an online thing and gotten the gifts. There you go. If you're listening to this and um, you know me, please send wedding gifts to my address. <laughs> yeah, if somebody put like house stuff on their uh, baby shower registry, I would be like, what? But that's me. Maybe some people would think that's cool. I don't know. I know. I'm going to put like, I need a new toaster oven and <laughs> for the baby. baby. Well, like some things I think you can get away with, like a blender for baby food. Well, we have a kitchen baby blender. Oh, that leads me to another thing that um, is not the Mm. best idea. The baby Brezza. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The baby Brezza. uh, There's a lot of issues with it not mixing the proper ratio of water and formula together. If you're not like cleaning it properly and like really taking care of it and following the manufacturer's instructions, it can um, either put way too much formula in the water, which is really bad for their kidneys, makes them constipated. It's like really not healthy for them or putting too little formula in the water, which is also not healthy for them because they're not getting all the nutrients and calories they need. So be very careful when using the baby Brezza that you are like on it when it comes to the maintenance and making sure that you understand what the consistency is supposed to look like and keeping track of how much formula has been going in, how much water is being used. Um, you have to make sure you, you pay attention to all of that stuff because mis, mis mixing or under mixing or over mixing formula can be very dangerous for your baby. Okay. That's a good tip. I actually know a lot of people who use that. Yeah. And sometimes it works great, but there are a lot of issues with mismixing okay so as long as like you're like okay i put one can and this much water and it's ending at the right amount of time then it's fine yeah it's probably fine keeping track of all that stuff the baby food makers like you don't need that make just like get a blender just register for a blender from the kitchen aisle (laughs) (laughs) it's literally just a blender you steam it, you blend it. It's the same. Okay, now this gets me on a tangent. What are some other things I would be able to register for? <laughs> oh, what about laundry? Do people need baby specific laundry or like detergents or anything like that? Yeah, I definitely recommend that. It doesn't even it doesn't necessarily need to be baby specific, but unscented um Lack of harsh chemicals wherever possible, that's really, really beneficial for baby's skin because their skin is so sensitive. And chunky. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, another thing that I think is a good idea you should put on your registry, just me thinking out of the box again. Uh-oh. Um, put like meal gift cards. That's smart. Love it. Yeah, because you are not going to want to cook. That's so cute. Or like Uber Eats or like, mm-hmm. what's the other one? Grubhub. Oh, one yeah. yeah, there's a million. That's a great, 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 great idea. Or even like if you just don't want to think about it, but you want to cook at home still, like doing like a, what is it called? Like Green Chef or Blue Apron or one of those. 
Yeah. Hello Fresh. There's a million. Yeah. You can also register for nipple pads, nipple ointment, diaper cream, a thermometer. What about those nose sucker things? A lot of times they'll give you one from the hospital, but if you don't like that kind, you can get, there's lots of different ones that are available. Um, Can we talk about that one where you use your mouth? I don't want it. No, (laughs) I can't. Like boogers. What's that about? I don't know. I know it doesn't go in your mouth. It's like safe to like do. I just, the thought of it grosses me out, but I've heard that they work amazingly well and that they're great. I just cannot. But I did buy one that you can separate so you could clean inside, which I really liked. Um, oh, but I didn't have nice. to like suck it out with my mouth. So it was cool. <laughs> oh my God. So gross. I, I can't with that one. But people say it's amazing. So I know. Some people love their kids so much that like nothing's gross to them. That is not my style. I mean, or maybe they just don't care about boogers. Like, I just hate boogers. Like, the, when I see kids, like, my kids never ate boogers because I'm like, no, you will not eat your boogers. I know. I it's can't. weird. That's obviously, like, a family thing because we're all like that. Like, we're all yeah. so anti-boogers. That's true. Most, oh, I feel like a lot of moms aren't as disgusted as we are. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, a lot of them don't care. Family products sucking boogers with a straw yeah i just can't do it that's yeah, my boundary <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay cool and on the website supportedseason.com i do have a free planner pack that has a registry list diaper pack diaper bag list um postpartum planning birth planning like all kinds of stuff and it's free you can go to supportedseason.com get your free planner pack and because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we didn't touch on in this episode. This might be like an ongoing, just like every so often have like a a product review kind of thing. Yeah. Like a product roundup. Love it. Cool. Okay. So I think we talked about a ton of stuff. We'll just like, if we come, come up with products or if you have products, questions, or, you know, you, have this weird product that seems too good to be true. We can look into it. <laughs> it's actually safe. And yeah, bring me, bring me products to review. That would be fun to have on here. I think every so often. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. You- Cause it also is kind of scary. Like, I mean, obviously like I'm on the marketing side for my job. So like, knowing that there aren't all these rules in place, you kind of just think like, oh, but a company's saying this, it must be true. And it's not always true. So it's kind of like nerve wracking when it's for your baby. Yeah. That is really scary. Yeah. Or like not knowing exactly what a phrase means in actuality. Yeah. Like what does like, organic actually mean? good, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Okay. So we'll, we'll do this every so often. Uh, let us know on Instagram at supported underscore season about any products or any tips you have or um, anything you want us to talk about. We love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had a great time hanging out with you guys. Every Wednesday, we're here to help you do the dang thing. So tune in, like, share, subscribe. Give us all those five-star reviews that we love to see. And let us know if you want to hear about anything, talk about anything. We love to, to, to make sure that we're being helpful for you all. So talk to you soon. Bye. 
See ya!